Thank you for listening to Brown Girl Table Talk. This is your host, Erica L. Hello, everybody. I just want to say thank you for coming on the show today. We have with us Adrienne Watson from W Tax Business Consultant. She's here with us to share with us about her business and what she does and give us a few tidbits about the upcoming tax season um, that is upon us at this time. So we would like to welcome Adrian tonight. So I'm glad to have you on, Adrian. How are you today? I am fine. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. So can you share, start off by just sharing a little bit about yourself? Well, like Erica said, my name is Adrian Watson. I am the owner and chief consultant of WTAX and Business Consulting. We service individuals and small businesses by providing accounting services, income tax, prep, and consulting services, as well as business coaching and consulting. I've been in the business, well, I've been in the accounting field, oh, Lord, I'm not really tell my age, for over <laughs> probably about 18 years. And the business consulting field, I have been in it for over 10 years. I have my BS in accounting from North Carolina State. I'm sorry, North Carolina Agricultural and Technical State University. I should be shot for saying North Carolina State. <laughs> and I have my MBA from Piper University. <laughs> oh, my Aggies might get mad at that. Go and Aggies. I'm a die, die hard Aggies. Oh, we're going to bring that right, back. I'm a die hard Aggies. <laughs> but, um, but that's what I run. That's my, right now, that's what I do. I provide, like I said, Income tax and prep consulting services, accounting services, and business coaching consulting services. So that's kind of a quick rundown about what I do. Um, I'm very passionate about helping small business owners. Matter of fact, one of my slogans is, I am in the business for your business. So if you need help with anything, it's contact my. you can contact me later on um, after the podcast. The information will be up. Just contact me, any kind of services you would like to, you know, have or me look at something accounting-wise. So that's about it, Erica. That's something quick because I kind of talk fast. Oh, no, that's okay because we're going to get right into the meat and potatoes of this because I have a few questions and I'm sure our listeners uh, would be interested in hearing as well. Um, one thing that okay. one key point is, and I believe um, for this year in particular, I see a lot of people, especially African-Americans, looking forward to starting new businesses. Um, what would, would would be the first thing that you would want to share with them? Um, just a few tidbits, um, not too much, but just one key, a couple of key points that you would want to at least uh, share with them um, in uh in that arena of dealing with small businesses and starting new businesses? The very first thing I encourage people to do when I talk to people, they tell me I want to start a business. The first thing I say is, do you have a business plan? They look at me like I'm crazy. It does not have to be that lengthy business plan you see on the internet. That's you no know, SWOT analysis. That's over 10 to 20 pages. It does not have to be that long. It can be a one-page business plan. Sometimes the business plan is not for the investor. It's for you. It's your guide. It's how you want to run your business, how you envision your business. That's one thing. That's the very foremost 
thing a new business owner needs is a business plan. Okay. Second, depending on what type of business you have, you have to spend money to make money. So I don't suggest you go ahead and say, you know what, I'm tired of my job, I'm going to go ahead and quit. Don't do that just yet. You need to build up enough capital from or savings from your job to, you know, to start that other business or side hustle before you do anything. Third, but not least, um, if you're going to start a business, I'm going to tell you this now, entrepreneurship is not for the faint of heart. You have to be dedicated. You have to be committed to this mm-hmm. life because I'll tell you this now when I first started uh yeah my head was spinning because I was still working full time because WTAX and business consulting came about I forgot to tell y'all this it was just a side gig for me as part of my full time but in 2017 when my family members my older sister and my mom started getting sick I said you know what I'm, I need, they need me here. I need to be hands-on. So I co-quit my job. And now I do this full-time. Also, too, I was at a job where I was not getting paid my worth. I'm, I'm doing the same thing I was doing at my previous job, but now getting reaping the full benefit versus the little benefit I would get. I would probably get paid one-eighth of a mm. job every time I did it versus now I can see the full, the full, the full, the full service amount of what I do now. So the things that like I said for new business owners, one, have that business plan. Two, capital. If you need the capital, you have to understand, like I said, you have to spend money to make money. And three, you have to be faith. Faith, is big is plays a big part of entrepreneurship. You got to be committed. It is right. time consuming. You have to give up things to get what you want. Right. And so, with that so being said, are- you uh-huh. touched on um, some things because even for myself, um, I find like you know hitting that um, bump in the road where I'm saying, well, I just don't have enough money to start a new business, and how can I get this business off the ground when I'm already kind of in the hole, just being a single mom, taking care of myself and my children? Um, how can I start a new, how am I supposed to start a new business and not have, like you said, in order to make money, you have to spend money. Um, I yeah. guess it's just the taking the baby steps. I'm not sure. Uh-huh. Okay. I understand what you're saying. Okay. It de- and I'm looking at it too. It depends on what you want to start. Prime example. Let's say you know you're good at typing and you need some extra money to start that other business. Why not be a virtual assistant where you already have a laptop at the house? All you need to do is to have, you know, word processing software, which is like Microsoft Word, or we live in a day of having um, OneDrive. And we have Google Drive where you have Microsoft Word or, or, you know, that Microsoft document embedded into those programs for free without even having to buy it. It's little, it's all these little jobs you can start with no capital. Like some people are like, okay, I want to make t-shirts, but I don't have money to do a heat press. 
Well, you can start. Well, you know what? That's I'm not gonna tell too much because you got to come see me to get all this look. You know, right. All this, exactly. This, this, this. That's what I was getting ready to but, say. <laughs> right. Right. But I'm gonna say you can start a t-shirt business without having to buy a heat press. Hmm. Start small. Like I said, you have to start small to think big. Right. And I I think so that's where people to, get off. They see the bigger picture, but they don't see um what it took for that next person to get there. You know, they don't know what that person did to take where they, you know, did to get where they are right now. You know, as far as, like I said, with the right. baby steps. Because I have in the right. back of my head. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, you can go ahead. I'm sorry, like Amazon. Amazon was started in a garage, a room. The owner of Amazon was not even in the office. Mm. That's what people got to realize. Start small, think big. Right. So even if in, in another ways, well, here's another tidbit. I'm not going to talk in too much in it, but for some people say, I don't have the capital to start it. Well, believe it or not, what you have around you in your home, in your domicile, is money. What are you talking about, Adrian? What I'm talking about is them clothes that you don't wear that's been sitting there, sell them. Those wow. handbags, sell them. Those shoes, sell them. Guys, you are not going to wear every pair of Jordan. I know that they are your heart or whatever, but you're not going to wear every Jordan. Sell them. Wow. Your house is a, is a market for capital without even having to go far. I'm glad you touched on that. I'm sorry. I was going to say, I'm glad you touched on that because um, statistics show that the average consumer is um, the African-American um, of African-American descent. Most of us, um, they said African-Americans own at least 20 pair of shoes um, on average. Um, they say most businessmen that are businessmen that are high-end businessmen may own three pair to four pair of shoes. Um, depending on what they do. Um, and I work in corporate America and I pay attention and um, I've had co-workers share with me I only wear one pair of pants to work every day. They may have a different shirt on, uh -huh. but they wear that one pair of pants. But guess what? They have million dollar companies um, on the side that's making lucrative money. They're investing into major, major, um, making major investments in stocks and bonds and purchasing land and commercial. Um, so I'm, I'm, tr I'm trying to, you know, I guess it's a work in progress cause I'm even working on myself when it comes to purchasing the, the latest stuff and the, the games for the kids and going all out for Christmas and, uh, feeling like you got to go on that all girls trip every year or every six months. Um, so I, I, I guess, like you said, that's where the sacrifice and faith comes into to play. Mm -hmm. Yes. And that's also too, like another way you have so many apps out there now you can use to help invest. Like for instance, if you, okay, not just the app bank, for instance, if you um go to Wells Fargo, I think Bank of America does it. Um, Wells Fargo is called Ways to Save. So basically, every transaction that's like an ACH, or you every time you swipe your debit card, or you know you bill pay something, 
it's a dollar taken out your account. Okay. So just think about how many bills you have off gate. Probably just take that the max is probably like five, five, maybe five or six bills. That's six dollars already put in savings that you didn't even know about. Then they take it off to where every time you swipe your card, look how many times you might swipe your card today. You might swipe your card three times a day. That's three dollars. And if you do that for five times a week during your work week, that's fifteen dollars that you don't put in your that's fifteen dollars a week. That's equivalent to sixty dollars a month, not including the six dollar bill pay. You gotta put sixty six dollars in the bank. And that's just during the week, not the weekend. So you have you have you know, banks have programs like that as well as you have stuff like acorns, acorn digit. Stash. Um, I just signed up for stash. Yeah. Yes, yeah, certain ones that, you know, we're going to round up that penny and put into a, a, a put into a savings account. Like me personally, I used to deal with Acorn mm-hmm. where they round up my money and I put an additional $20 a month. But my savings will actually go into a bond portfolio. Okay. And what is so a bond portfolio? Acorn- well, what happened is Acorn is more of like an investing. So they'll take your money and instead of sitting it in a savings account, mm-hmm. they'll put it in like mutual fund. It's like a stock portfolio. Okay. Of different things like the government bonds, you know, um, short term bonds. And it, you know, you, you choose what type of saver you want to be. Like you, like the, as, as an investor, investment, you are moderate to investment. You are very, you, you're very aggressive. You're moderately aggressive. You know, they look at that that way because the thing is that app actually tells you are you trying to build long-term growth or short-term growth okay because the problem is as business owners and we and we don't come to corporate america no more we do not have a retirement account for us right we don't some of us do not start that and acorns is a perfect way of doing so so okay. You know, that way it shows you in 30 years, if you keep doing the amount you're doing every month, boom, this is what this is what you can say in like, this is what you have in 30 years. If you okay. keep doing it the way you do. And Stash does the same thing. Yeah. So I guess they're similar apps, um, both yeah. Acorn and Stash. Okay. Um, I also know that tax season has arrived. Everybody's upset about the government mm-hmm. shutdown. Um what are, I know that, um, for one, um, I would say thank you, Adrian. You've been doing my taxes for how long now in the past, what, three, four I know, years? I, you know what, I'm, I, I'm, yeah, I don't know, girl. It's been, <laughs> it's been years. Yes. It's been more than one, two or three years. Yes. So, um, can you talk a little bit about the tax services you're currently offering and if you have any specials going on or... How can you assist anyone in the North Carolina? I mean, don't need necessarily have to be in the North Carolina area for you to even provide services. Right. Basically, I provide individual, small business, um, partnership, S corp, and corporation taxes. So, based and nonprofit. So, basically, any kind of tax prep I do. Um, I do it from. I'm virtual. So, what you can do is send me everything, and I'll send you back. And we can set up a little meeting or whatever, and we electronic. I electronically file it straight from my laptop. Um, I am authorized. I am an RSE file authorized agent. I mean, they have my fingerprints on um, on the government page. You know, government has my fingertip, my finger on print, so I can't do too much. 
I do, I do multiple states. I have clients in Texas. I have clients in New York. I have clients somewhere everywhere in the United States. Awesome. Um, so I do all types of taxes. But, you know, um, like I tell people in this time of day now, um, I've seen a big boom in people having small businesses. So that's another thing. I know a lot of people come to me for small business taxes because they were like, I'm Adrian, but I just started this business. What can I write off? What can I do and what I, you know, what can't I do? So we walked through that. But, uh, well, talking about the government shutdown, the thing is that your tax return will still be processed. That's what they're telling the professionals, tax professionals on their, on our, um, in our emails. They're still being processed. Now, refunds are a different story because sometimes they're processed. If it gets a flag, you know it's going to slow down your refund. Right. But what people don't realize is if you're already getting the earned income credit tax and the additional tax credit, you won't get a refund until mid-February. Because tax season starts really, it really starts January 28th. It doesn't, people are like, I'm filing my taxes now. That's good. That's dandy because I know you're going to like HR block or whatever. And um, yeah, you can do it. But it does not actually get processed until January 28th. And like I said, if you got earned income credit and that additional child tax credit, you will not start seeing your refund. Um, that's unless if you might went to HR Block and got a check, you won't actually start seeing your refund until mid-February. Okay. okay. Like I did in the past year. But um, but that's the only thing I think will slow down is your refund. They'll process, like I said, we can, process, we can do your taxes and get it processed all day, every day. Now, when your money is coming, that's a different story. Right. Okay. Because no one is there to actually, you know, hit that button and say, boom, let's, set, sit, let's send this, send this, send this. Okay. So do uh, is I see sometimes people say, well, I still do paper. Do you, how, how do you feel about electronic versus um, paper taxes and um, I see some people say, I just do a 10, 1040 easy. Is that what, that's what it's called? Well, the 1040 easy is someone like a, that has only a W-2 and that's it. Okay. But people who actually, I think people file, I have some clients that still file paper. Okay. Because what they're doing is trying to hold that little time off so they can get their payments together, which is okay. Cause I, I will be, I, I tell them to, let's, let's do this. Right. Don't let trying to the only thing I don't like about paper is you can actually mail it in, and for some reason they say we never got it. Oh wow! So there's no tracking. Yeah, and I mean, it's tracking because I make sure I tell my clients if you're going to mail it in, do a, a receipt, a certified receipt. Okay. The certified receipt. So when they say, "Oh, you never filed," and they try to put penalties against you, they're like, "No, no, no! I filed it with the post office." They mailed it off on this day, and they will remove the penalty okay. because they know that sometimes it gets lost in the mail. Right, right. Now, okay. what I like about the um, when you file it online versus paper is automatic. It gets it right then and there. Um, even if you elect to get a paper check, you will get it so much faster than you mailing it in. And plus, when you mail it in. It's, it's one is through snail mail, which I still love the post office, mm-hmm. but it, it's like thrown in a pile with the other tax returns that need to be done. 
Okay. So that can also so, hold things I, off as well. Yeah, I prefer, I tell you, I prefer you, you know, e-file it. Then now if you have to mail it in, that's understandable. I do not care. You know, go ahead. If I know you owe a large bill and you know, like, hey, I'm going to write this check, but I'm going to have the money in by so-and-so and so-and-so, mail it in. Because nine times out of ten, they're not going to process that return until, like, probably after two weeks after you send it off. Maybe three weeks. Because when you mail in a return, they said it takes up to six to eight weeks. What would be some good advice? And I know you shared this that you, you're doing. Um, I hear um, about nonprofits. Do you also do church taxes um, as well for churches? Okay, <laughs> I, I don't like church. I can't. I would do them, but I don't like them. <laughs> you're not because the first person I heard say I, that. That's why I asked. <laughs> you're not the yeah, first person like I've heard sometimes. say that. Right, because of a lot of churches use different accounting systems, and it's it's inaccurate. And when you sometimes try to step in as a tax preparer, see, sometimes when I'm a I'm a tax preparer, I also put on my accounting hat. Right. Because I want to give you advice to help you out for next year mm-hmm. and following you, you know, following you and in that year. The thing is, like I said, a lot of churches use different accounting software. Mm-hmm. And some of them, you know, if you do not know how to use it, it's going to be some inaccuracies in it. Mm. And it's, you know, red flags and question. Right. But I do nonprofit tax. It's just churches. Yeah. yeah. Right, right. Um, but I'm with the church. I'll, if they need me done, I'll do it. But, yeah, I, I tend to let another person touch that. Right. You know, I, I've heard that on several different occasions and, and, and pretty much, um, from the previous, um, text prepare, I've heard that from, they pretty much have the same, same concern that you have that they also look at it in the, from a, um, accountant or business perspective in regards to how money is allocated or what have you. Um, that's interesting, but we're going to carry on. We love God. But just the sometimes church, yes, yes, but sometimes church is church. So, anywho, I just thought, um, as far as nonprofit wise, with me having a nonprofit as well, um, that's one thing that because nonprofits we don't make money, we're given money, but you know, <laughs> a lot of people's like, oh, I want a nonprofit. Okay, just know that that's not something that's going to. It's not very entrepreneurial where you're looking to make massive amounts of income. You know, um, my nonprofit, I profit off of seeing people's lives change. That's my profit. I don't even mm-hmm. look at the financial piece of it. Because if I do, then I lose sight right. of what the the whole pro- the whole purpose is. Correct. And that's what I tell people, too. Some, most people who become entrepreneurs today... They're starting these businesses because it's a purpose and a passion in it. They're not doing it for the money. Because it's like, people are like, well, you like taxes. I said, I love taxes. And I love helping people. But, um, but yeah, that's what you do. You do it with the purpose and the passion of doing a business. Absolutely. Um, Yes. 
So, um, I know that, um, you have to get going and I have to, too, but I want you to share how people can reach out to you, how people can, um, you know, contact you. Um, from my understanding, of course, you know, I always just pick up the phone and call you, um, or I'll shoot you a quick text message and say, Hey, you know, here's my, I'm sending you my text information via email, um, which I think is so convenient for, um, busy, um, if you have a busy lifestyle, you know, actually, and I have sat down with you face to face as well. So I think that that's important for our listeners, um, who actually have the time to actually sit down and, and discuss, um, your services. Right. Okay. So I'm going to tell you, I'm going to talk fast. So, um, you all can contact me at my email, WTAX business consulting.info at gmail.com my email not my email I'm sorry my website www.wtaxbusinessconsulting.com it's an informational page you know you can fill out and I will get that email I get that email shot to me as well my you can text me at area code 626 656 5441 and you can also message me on Facebook and Instagram. My Facebook is WTAX Business Consulting. Just start typing all that in in one line and I'm going to pop up. And for Instagram, my name is is WTAX Business Consulting but it's an underscore after W, an underscore after tax, an underscore after business, and then it's consulting. Okay. So, and also, like Erica said, my information will be available at you know on the page yes. for the podcast. You can easily access um, access me there. Yes, absolutely, Adrian. I want to say thank you so much for being on Brown Girl Table Talk. I would love to have you on the show again. I do appreciate your time and your services. And I hope everybody listens and reach out to Adrian. She's awesome when it comes to financial um and accounting information um she's great with what she does she's actually the one who assisted me and started my nonprofit. so i definitely can speak volumes for her um thank you so much for your time and i uh, wish all mm-hmm. this well with your your mom and your sister <laughs> all right thank you so much you're welcome thanks for having we will really appreciate having you All right. All right. Take care. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Hello there. If you want to join Brown Girls Table Talk, go to my mommy's website. Mommy's website is bgtt.onuniverse.com. Again, that's bgtt.onuniverse.com tt.onuniverse.com Looking forward to hearing from you. Bye. Thank you for listening to Brown Girl Table Talk. If you're interested in being on Brown Girl Table Talk, please feel free to reach out to me on any social media outlet. Or you can go to our website at bgtt.onuniverse.com.
bgttonuniverse.com. Again, that's bgttonuniverse.com. Thank you. Looking forward to hearing from you.